Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Before we get started, let me tell you how you can always find us and listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 605, I'm sorry, 515-605-9375. You can find us at blogtalkusa.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash blog. Talk USA, and you can find us in podcast form. However you're finding us, we just appreciate that you are, and we look forward to another excellent episode of Marvelous Monday. So here is our host, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Rihanna. And let me just ask you, are you speaking through your nasal passage? Are you really okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little under the weather. <laughs> I can tell. My goodness. Well, feel better. It's a bright and sunny day. Well, it was <laughs> until I heard your voice. But at any rate, welcome, everybody, as Miss Rihanna said, to Marvelous Monday. It is always a pleasure to be right back here. And I'm so glad you're here, Miss Rihanna. But I do hear that different little tone. So uh, we're not going to talk you to death tonight, then. We're going to let you just chime in whenever you get ready. So uh, what about that great team? Are they all out there and ready to go? Oh, I know we have Dr. Hackney. Oh, Welcome, Dr. Hackney. Oh, hello, Dr. Hackney. I have one thing I can tell you this much. If Dr. Hackney is going to be on, he's going to be on right on time. And he'll let oh, you know right. if he's not going to be there. How are you doing, Dr. It's, Hackney? It's Welcome. Oh, blessing. You know, I, I was raised in the country. They say early birds always get the worm. I catch the worm. That's <laughs> and, that's and, one advantage being raised. That's one advantage being one advantage being raised, raised in the country. country. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, they they know you have to get up early to catch everything that you need. That's to right. Catch, right. That's right. <laughs> Whether it was a worm, so you could go fishing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Whatever it was, your crops to be whatever it was. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, we're so happy that you're right back here again with us. We always miss you when you have other things to do, but we know that there are other people that are pulling at you and wanting to oh, make sure Lord. that, uh, oh, I, I know. <laughs> I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> but before I get going, I, I just want to let everybody know that we're just excited. Dr. Hadney with the uh, restaurant is just up and rolling and moving right along. We're just really, really happy about the progress and how things are going. And our Soul Food Sundays are such amazing times. All the people get out of church and they just rush right in and some will have a seat, and but many of them will take their foods and go home and put it on their nice china as if they prepared it themselves, kind of like the way I do. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, we got to get by there. We got to get by there. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's yes, going, that's going awesome. quite that's well, awesome. quite well. I've had the uh, former state senator to come in, and he says, "Let me just tell you, this is the best." food in Tyler. And so that was quite a compliment, of course. And Mm -hmm. then we've had our city manager, we had some people in showing them of some things that I want to see happen and some upgrades uh, into the Mm -hmm. um, restaurant, building us a patio outside so that we can spread out even more. We have lots of the fraternities and sororities and great groups that are coming in and and getting the uh, banquet room and just enjoying themselves. So we're very, very pleased of how things are turning out. So we're looking for more employment. So if you know anybody out there that's looking for employment, uh, we're we're looking for more employment. The the jobs are here. Uh, And you know that Dr. Hagney and Mr. Allen knows that we just need more people that are committed to work and, uh, and I understand that we're still in COVID, but we, we work on making sure that people are safe. We require mm-hmm. uh, vaccinations in order to work in the restaurant. We require masks being worn in the restaurant and uh, because we want to protect uh, those who come in. And we don't know who all is vaccinated and who all is not. But I can tell you every time people finish eating, we spread them out. And every time they finish eating and they leave out, we, we sanitize the tables and the chairs and everything uh, so that we'll be awesome. ready for the next people to come in. And so uh, I'll tell you this quickly before we get into the show. One of the uh, city attorney came in. She's been in several, several times. And so she said, you know, something I've observed. And she said, I think it's a real blessing that this restaurant has an infectious control, infectious disease nurse in here because mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. that you, you're making sure that things are sterilized when people ask. Oh, yeah. yes, we have to make sure that we protect and serve people the way that they deserve to be treated and served. It's like I'm going back to my childhood because my I grew up in the, in the restaurant business. My father mm-hmm. uh, started his first restaurant. I was age five. And so mm-hmm. uh, I'm so mm-hmm. quite familiar with the restaurant business and I'm enjoying uh, being a part uh, of it. Oh, that, but that, that's that's where we are. So. And doing a great that's job. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't oh, know if I mentioned Barry, 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 but as we move okay. through all these counties and everything, there's a, there's a need to recognize these businesses but also market them. Uh, I have someone get in touch with you because we're in the process of uh, membership of all throughout the northeast Texas area. So fantastic. Excellent. You know, I Very love good. Yes, and I love food. And I, I bet Mr. Arthur is uh, proud to hear that. Mr. I, I heard his voice, I believe, in the background. Mr. Arthur, you there? Yeah, you know, hey, Doc, I was, I was listening to a healthcare debate over the weekend here in Texas. It was, somebody, it's a, uh, it was my nurse, my NAACP conference, and the healthcare chair, she said something about the octopus playing. I said, Doc, I tried to call you. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, you know, uh, I, I need, I need to patent that because I told, I told someone today, you, you need the first thing you need, need action in if they understand the octopus plan, 
That's from Washington all the way down to the neighborhood. So uh, people need to understand that. I'm proud she mentioned that, but uh, I'll mention later on all these organizations I mentioned earlier, they need to get in the fight. Uh, Absolutely. I think people not recognizing what fight to be in. And so we, I'll talk about that later on, but that's going to be one of my major choices to all these state organizations to get in the fight. Because apparently the fight too, many people, yeah, too many people are sitting on the sidelines for what's going on. So I'll talk about that later on. Yeah, well, you know, something you, you, you should patent, get in the fight as well, because I'm going to tell you this, uh, and Ms. Rihanna can tell you, when we first started campaigning over 15 years or so ago, uh, nobody was using boots on the ground, and now everybody's using boots on the ground. So you better go ahead and, uh, and, and get that all squared away so that it'll belong to you and not everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So- yeah, uh, the yeah. octopus thing. But, yeah, I told somebody today. Yeah. I mentioned that. I said, you know, octopus. He, he he will replace that one leg you you think you can cut off if you understand yeah, biology, yeah. and he'll let yeah, you yeah. have that one leg. If that's, I'll, we'll talk about that later on. I, I, that's good. Okay. When you mentioned NAACP said that. I'm I'm, I'm tired to hear you say that. Right. Okay. So well, we'll start out obviously with you giving us an update on. COVID and how things are going on in our country, in our community. I know in the last 72 hours, Texas has risen up to number two in the country uh, for new cases that have come about. So we'll sit back and let you give us an update. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going it's to be a sort of summary because this, this virus is, is doing what we knew it was going to do in the beginning and is living up to that expectation. And it, 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 I'm going to just put it in one word. It, it's a mess out there. Uh, and basically, uh, there, as someone said earlier, there are really no authorities with this uh, because everybody's learning as they go and they're reporting as they go. And I just feel sorry for CDC because they have to report the information they give to, they, that are given to them. And most of the data throughout the United States is inaccurate. So I understand the, the problem they're having depending on other people sending data to them. I just want to say in summation, with the viruses, everybody knows what it's doing. It's not going away. And for some reason, when people thought it was going to be gone back in um, July, when only, what, less than 50% of the people vaccinated, that just didn't make any sense at that point. The virus is showing that. I just want to go through some quick things. I just see uh, uh, what, once, uh, what I'm going to talk about. We were up in uh, Texas, Canada, and one, I think Arkansas was giving away free kits. And my question here, and I see where uh, – New Mexico is doing that. My question, why why didn't Texas provide free kits for everybody in the state of Texas? One of our sites up in Texas County, they gave away 5,000 sites once there. These are free. But I just I want to mention that. Then when you mentioned Texas schools. Oh, wow. I'm looking here all the schools that are closed and the kids closing record numbers, schools throughout the state of Texas. Well, that's consistent. No one should be surprised about that if the virus is doing that and you're lying kids back in school without masks and everything. It's just consistent. Uh, uh, I also want no one spoke or taught about m- mutations in that class, and whether it be in grade school or high school or college this past semester, they failed the student. Uh, and so the big concern about the, the here with the students, the grandparents, for some reason people don't realize these kids when they probably go home. They go home and visit their grandparents. We have to protect our grandparents. And this is, this is imagine, when you imagine all these kids in Texas politics, 
They all have grandparents or parents at home and individual preconditions and all that. So no one mentioned that when they talk about in any big discussion to the schools. That's going to be the major problem. So we have to protect our our adults. Uh, I noticed there was a, a state rep from Texas. Uh, I think who is the name? Colin Afford. He went on that trip over to uh, uh, Ukraine. He's positive. Uh, so that that came across the data. So he's positive. He's one. Uh, that's that's consistent. Uh, San Francisco is looking at third shot. Uh, everybody probably uh, heard about the uh, the stealth Omicron uh, spreading to the BA two. Yeah. This this shouldn't be surprising to people. Uh, this, you know, God never God never uh, created anything doesn't know how to doesn't know or try to survive. And this is what this virus is doing. It shouldn't be shocking anyone that this virus is developing these mutations. B two. Everybody always wants to say that it's just like the other. We have drugs that protect. Yes, true. But look, how, when we only have forty percent of forty two percent of people in America had the booster. So you just you can't say we have a vaccine we can handle all the boosts when nobody getting the vaccination. That's true if everybody getting the vaccination, if you're not getting the vaccination right wearing masks, uh we're gonna have the hospitalization rates that's going on so it's just so sad. So we got to look at this very in my my fear that this this uh, virus will eventually develop a virus that can get around the vaccines. And that's what it's that's what it's working on. We we have to pray. That, that that doesn't happen, but look like that's what it's trying to move to. Another interesting point about it, you know, when you when you when no one fought watching the chicken house, there are all sorts of thieves and foxes getting the chicken house. I see a, a mass litter. Uh, I mean, back to the back to the octopus. There is a national report. There is a there is a wide, worldwide problem for serious environmental ramifications for destroying mass. There are no guidelines. They said the mass all over. Uh, wild animals are getting torn, birds and everything is stopping up the soil. So that's another one of those legs of the octopus. We want all these masks, and no one discuss discuss how we need to uh, dispose of them. And of course, there are another report there, and also the crooks in the system. There is someone made one point five million dollars selling uh, fake vaccination cards in the state of, uh, I guess, Long Island. Long Island reported, and so it just it just on and on when no one's following the the, the chicken cook call. This is what's happening. So the virus, the virus, we we still trying to keep up with it, but the bottom line is vaccination. Bottom line is vaccination. Everybody's panicking because that forty two percent of individuals who should have the uh, the uh, the uh, booster have taken the booster. So that means they're look at that other percentage, would, and also people need to know. Five, um, approximately five or six months after you receive that second shot, you should have a booster because your antibody level is down that is susceptible. So if we currently have 40, only 42% of people who should be taking virus, uh, should have a booster, have not taken booster, and we have new virus coming on, so we're going to have a very interesting, uh, we're looking at probably 2023 before even, we won't do any control, but maybe we have more people getting vaccination by that. That's the only thing I want to say. There's a, there's a couple of things I want to mention as it relates to our task force. Uh, I want to give kudos to the black pastors. We, uh, we are posting up uh, as many as six and seven of these uh, <laughs> clinics per month. It's all, to the black, it's all because of black pastors. The trust of the black pastors. And, uh, some people think it's education and all that, but I can tell you, in northeast Texas communities of color, we're rolling out these people coming because of the black pastor. It's the trust in the black pastor that we're seeing. Effect 
and, and that's going on. And now that we can partner with all the vaccine providers, we can post up enough of, of other sites. So we just want to thank the Black Pastors. And another point I mentioned to someone, we are going to change healthcare systems through the uh, it's through our, our tests, our church hubs that we develop. Let me just just say quickly what that consists of. We have developed 15 going on 20 church hubs in throughout Northeast Texas. And each one of these church hubs consists of probably about five to six churches. And we have done, we have documented that we can reach the community, uh, rural communities of color through our church hubs. So much so there are three or four organizations want to partner with us. We're going to roll the program out in, 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 in February. Uh, it's actually PSA awareness and black males. So uh, we want everybody on board. Because our plan is to increase the uh, black male and PSA test by one or two percent, that would be a non, that would be a major impact. So we want every organization, every name, every sort of fraternity, every female. That's what we're going to do in the month of February. We're doing it through our church hubs. They've already seen the literature that they've already received the literature from Washington that they're going to distribute it, and we're going we're going to be very excited about that. And closing on top of that, everybody talking about Black History Month in February. We're going to change that a little to call it Black Medical History Month because what we're going to do, each one of these county hubs, they're going to recognize the, the original pioneer black healthcare professional. In other words, who was the first doctor, black doctor, who was the first black nurse or dentist, or, or, and everybody talking about the midwives. So we, this is basically has not been done on a national basis from even from slavery all the way through. So in February, our project through our hubs, We'll, be, we'll identify the black pioneers in, in healthcare uh, throughout this region. We're going. We're thinking about giving them a plaque, uh, honoring them, recognizing them, even if they're in the cemetery. We're going to follow on through and identify that. So we're going to be very excited about that. There are individuals talking about once we put all this data together, there's possibility that we're going to publish this. But I want to partner with a couple of colleges who may have some graduate students. I always look at college students as free labor that could help us. Uh, identify these individuals, research this, this data, then the cost of uh, publishing a book and getting a sponsor to pay for the research, student work, the print, all this data, to publish a book or listing all the black pioneer health uh, providers in our region. So that's that's my that's my uh, spill on that. But I'm, that's something else I'm going to mention later on about the prostate cancer. And also I just saw an article about a young lady up in, um, which we always talk about women health for uh, a factor, uh, the death of a young lady in childbirth. Uh, that's a project we are talking about launching throughout our task force after we finish with the uh, our project with, with prostate. But we're going to focus on women, uh, black women, mater- mater- maternity uh, problems. There uh, is in Kansas City, where of seven of seven hundred thousand U.S. women per year die during pregnancy. Uh, black women are black women are three times more likely to succumb to pregnancy-related causes, while white women, according to CDC, uh, can be uh, prevented if, if steps taken. Uh, if steps are taken, so if we align just like in black males prostate. If we align in steps, in fact, a black male has twice the chance of dying from prostate cancer in these United States in 2020, and accept that and don't recognize that, don't do anything about that. And then we accept that a black female three times more dying coming to pregnancy-related uh, causes in these United States in 2020. You know that's why I said earlier we need to get in the game. Uh, we 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 need to know, we need to understand which fight we need to get in. 
And so these are two fights. We just, we, it's unacceptable that we accept these stats and go on as, as normal and look at other areas and think about those other legs on octopus. These are two areas we, as African Americans, we can no longer accept the fact that uh, that maternity problem with black females and also that problem with prostate cancer with black males just simply because of lack of knowledge. And we're going to take the leadership that with our task force. Okay. Okay. I That's was it. trying to and un- un- thank you, Dr. Hagney. I was trying to unmute myself so that I could jump in there, and I was just talking to myself. But uh, but yes, very good, outstanding. Uh, maternal health uh, and premature labor, uh, really, really important. So we thank you uh, for that update. And a couple questions that I, I noticed. I've been tracking. I track every day um, of all the new cases, and I track in particularly in Texas, in our state, and from January the 17th through the 30th on yesterday, uh, we had over uh, 600,000 new cases, or total cases, and that's cases that are being treated as well as new cases. I think we had something like 26,000 new cases uh, within the last week, which brought us up to being number two. Uh, in the country, Texas is leading number two. Cal- I think California is even below Texas, and I believe it's New York and then then Texas, I believe, Dr. Hagney, and I think mm-hmm. even California is like number four. So that mm-hmm. lets you know how our cases are in Texas. But the one question that I have of you uh, that I want us to just address, and this past week, uh, last week I had three different companies to call me about finding a place to do testing because we're needing more testing sites, uh, people who are out there working and, and they have to get regular uh, tests in order to go back to their workplace because I've had um, people that I had to send that, that had some symptoms and said, so you you, you got to leave uh, the business and you got to go and you and get tested and and bring me uh, two negative tests back before you can mm-hmm. return back to uh, the facility because we want to make sure that you don't spread you're not spreading anything around uh, when people mm-hmm. immediately when people say you know I, I'm getting a little earache uh, I have a little sore mm-hmm. throat and, and all of that and mm-hmm. then I people people run and, and even when when you hear somebody sneeze or cough. Uh, people mm-hmm. immediately say COVID, you know that. So uh, what can we do and how can we handle that uh, as far as since we have the pastors that are really involved to use their sites again? Well, see, with this whole, this is a mess of this country. See, uh, what you have to be able to do, you know, when someone say, you know, five days you can go back without the testing and everything, uh, the real reason why that is they didn't have enough tests to require individuals to go back to, to be tested after the five days. And even some of the school districts are finding individuals. So to answer your question, they have to be careful about the testing because there have been several situations where some of these testing companies have actually uh, been taken advantage of. The, in other words, I would, you know, all these testing companies need to be regulated by the Texas Department of Health because uh, a couple of places where these guys, I just saw, man, I'm not quite the state, they go and do these testings, and one of these groups, they didn't even, they didn't even report the testing. They found it might have been a heap. They found tests when they when they started investigating, which I was surprised. They paid this company over a million some dollars. Well, they started checking and seeing what they were doing with the data. 
they found out people, they were throwing the uh, tests in the trash can. They were not reporting them. So, yes, we need the test, but they need to be regulated. The problem in America, you can do so much. It's amazing. You can make millions of dollars for somebody to find yeah. out that what you uh, there is a poor where was a young lady up in New For example, there is a young lady up in uh, Long Island. She made $1.5 million selling yeah. fake uh, vaccination cards. So, yes, we need that, but we need it organized. The state of Texas Health Department need to step up and regulate these sites, and they need to make sure these sites are reporting uh, what they're doing. And so, yes, I agree we need to test it also. That discussion about after five days you you freeze, that's that's, that's a major mistake. So people need to be tested. I agree. Uh, Teachers need to be tested because they're forced to go back in classroom after five days. And I think the test that people, their salary might be docked. Yes, we need to test that we can identify the proper sites without a problem. Just want to make sure these companies are legit and that they're monitored and all the data is being reported all over is inaccurate data. So that day-to-day report need to be uh, sent through the state of Texas. state of Texas need to step up and uh, regulate and manage those companies because you can't, you Thank know, you. it's too many. Yeah. So, yes, that, that would be my answer. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and don't, and don't go back to work after five days when you think you you need to be tested. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you That's this. Uh, uh, go, go, oh, was that Pat Cooper? Sorry. Yeah, I was just saying that, that's a pay thing. So uh, after five days, you can go back to work. Now they don't have to pay you for time off because you have oh, yeah. to be off 15 uh-huh. days in order to receive your money. Yeah. Good point. It's a myth. It's a racket. Everywhere we go, it's a racket. Isn't that right? Yeah. Thank you, well, you, you have to understand yeah. for bringing that the, up. The, 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 the state of Texas is run by the Republican Party, which is the majority of your people that are business owners. And the reason why nope. they have a relationship with their legislators is because of the fact that they don't want to be hit or docked because they're afraid that the money won't come back to them because there's a governor out there saying that he doesn't want any Build Back Better money to come to the state of Texas. So, therefore, there's yep. no uh, 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 money that's coming through to uh, reimburse the states because the federal government has been cut off. The octopus arm has been cut off by the governor of the state of Texas. But at the same time, they want to be their boldness of who they are, but they're cutting their own uh, nose off to spite their face. So I'm just telling you, I'm a businessman. That's the reason why we have to have someone that understands business and understands how they think in order to – they don't even realize If you sit them down and show them that we need the assistance, we need the help, and you can recoup that money, recoup, recoup. You can recoup that yes. money when yes. you you do good state business in Austin, Texas, which is the reason why right. I learned how to call Aaron Coffee, which was the, uh, uh, over the TADA, Texas Automotive Dealers Association, which I had enough on speed dial because we knew that in order to get things done, you have to have someone in Austin, Texas pulling the strings, and that's what's happening. Yes. The strings are being pulled in reverse. That's right. Hey, well, hey, 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 can I finish, Shirley? Sure, can I say this to, to Mike? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, not just Mike, just anybody. Uh, 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 you know, one thing, you know, we have to, as we uh, uh, attack these issues, we have to be realistic about who we are working with. We're working with, a, there's an anti-democratic force at work in America. Mm-hmm. Anti-democratic. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. all the yeah. things that, and all things that Mike is talking about that we want to need, which is absolutely correct, uh, they want none of that. They want none of that. And so, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, Trump just said the other day, 
once I win, I'm giving parts that put all, putting all y'all in jail. So you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. that's the reality. No, we 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 we're gonna we're gonna talk about well, we're gonna talk about that, but not just right now. But we're gonna talk about that. Okay, I want I, I want to go. I want to go. Uh, yeah, don't don't jump ahead of us because um, let's deal a little bit more with COVID, and then we're gonna and then that's where we'll we'll go to SCOTUS, and then we're gonna go right back right there where. Mr. Arthur has us right there. Put a pin in it. Okay. We're definitely going to work that out tonight. But there, here's what troubles me, guys. When when and I'm, let me throw this in there, is that we we all do radio, and so I was listening to Joe Reagan, uh, and and with his COVID lies, and and that's another issue that we're having to deal with right now with COVID, with masks, with vaccines, is because of a person like like Joe Reg- Rogan, who is a rogue, um, uh, telling people on, I mean, this guy has, how many people, Miss Rihanna, I mean, he's got thousands and thousands of people who listen to his podcast, and he is saying that uh, things that are not true, he's not a doctor, he's not a scientist, he's not a nurse, he's none of those things. And he's just putting a misinformation out there, and that's one of the ways that one of the things that's causing us to have such difficulties in in, in letting people know what they need to do. Dr. Hagney just told us the way that we can help to mitigate all of this is through vaccines. And, and and I think about this, every single year we go and get a flu shot, and every year probably from henceforth on we're going to have to get a COVID uh, uh, vaccine of some kind. But how do we work – how do we work around what do we need to do as citizens to help to work around? And we can use our, our radio show right here uh, tonight and any other time that we're on. But it just was troubling to me that so many people was listening to this guy uh, with his lies and that we need to try to put an end to all of the things that this fellow is saying on his podcast, which millions of people are listening to it the way I understand it. Any comments for you? He just came on about he just came on about ten minutes about ten minutes ago. He was on apologizing to anybody nah. that may have, uh, misunderstood what he was whatever. And he gonna try to do better. I mean, I'm just saying he, he just on about ten minutes ago apologizing. You know, because they about I, to kick him off his platform or something because they get uh, Spotify getting a lot of pressure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and, 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 and that was gonna, that was my next. Thing is that we need do we need to talk to uh, uh, Spotify about him because this guy has like I said thousands and thousands of people who are listening to that information that he's putting out there. But okay, mm-hmm. so he made an apology. And, yeah, because he want to he want to keep that money going, right, guys? Right, right, right. We talking about big money. money. He's got almost four hundred thousand people following him. Yeah, he make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Eleven million. Arkansas. 
Arkansas got those free kits, and they they were distributing those kits left and right. But in tech down, like uh, Pastor Cooper mentioned, he's all he's all about dollars. So what? Because he in Texas, you're not making money. They want people to make money off those tests. Then then the government say you order, order those online. Now wait a minute. Now see people who why you put the people who want to be uh, vaccination go through calling them that gov number to get those those kits. You know, and, and so and they could and then, you know, that's what we people who are out there wanna take charge, wanna change this, they are running into a lot of resistance, a lot of uh problems just trying to do what's right. You know, and so people who want those tests could have gotten those tests and finding all these masks that, that were somewhere before. So what the uh the health department need to do, the uh, US health department and they need to step up and do what they supposed to do. And, and they're, and I'm, I'm admitting this, uh, they're part of a lot of problems in there. There are people need to be replacing that system from Washington all the way down to Texas. So there are some things Texas is doing that uh, the people who want a vaccination not getting a vaccination. So we that's the part we got to put emphasis on. And I tell you that the, the virus is going to take care of that other group who not want to take vaccination. I don't think we just got to, we just got to let, you know, we just let that, let that play its course. Because as these variants coming out, and, and we see it daily people who've been all Zanzibar people, they're dying. So we don't have to worry about that. That's going that that's going to take care of itself to a certain extent. Well, but those well, my who question want to, is why, well, let me just say this, Dr. Hagman. My my question is why do we have a public health division if we're not going to be concerned with public health? That is the reason we have a public health society, so that we can make sure that our public is cared for, right, and that we're kept safely. Isn't that what it's for? That's true. Someone said the other day, our public health system has been a failure. They're talking about we need to revamp the public health system. Classic example, you know, you have adults don't understand why they need to wash their their hands and wear a mask and everything. They went through some educational system that lets you know your system failed. But also, we don't hear this, and there are a little discussion about how that system is going to improve itself. You know, public health needs to be talked all the way down in all the grade schools. What plans are we seeing for to correct this failed public health system? I know they're talking about the whole U.S. public health department need to be revamped because there have been a lot of missteps and still missteps out of Washington through down through our state system. Uh, like I said earlier, they have to report the data. Back. The data is interactive. They have to report the data hey, that they get from the state. Hey, hey, hey Doc, hey, hey, let me say yes, about sir. the healthcare system. The, the, it, what, what people need to understand is that uh, the healthcare system, the money is dispersed through insurance companies. Well, I'm uh, I'm you know, the health, they, I'm in, I'm not the system. No, 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 I'm not talking about you. Oh. I'm just trying to explain. No, no, I'm, not talking about you. I'm just oh. trying to explain something so folks understand how the how the healthcare system works. So those outcomes you're talking about, this is how you get them. Is what I'm trying to say. The 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 money is being dispersed by the insurance companies, and and so so in effect, you got the insurance companies working with the government against you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you wonder mm-hmm. why you can't make the you know make the change that you're talking about, you know whether it be giving well, more access and so forth and so on. Uh, all that's because well, the way the money is dispersed in the healthcare system well, is it, we, we we have private insurance companies working for the federal government, and right. as long as that's set up like that, you're gonna have a backup. Yeah. See, see, another thing I was telling our task force when I was telling them why we gonna change this healthcare system in, in East Texas. Because for too long, we have depend on other people to take care of us. 
And those people we thought were going to take care of us, they, they, they generate the, the insurance company. They, they, they generate the, all these uh, health systems that don't want to see us. All the disparities that we see, uh, that we experience, is because we allow someone to take care of. We thought someone else grass was green on the other side of the fence. We still go through these systems and think these systems are going to take care of us. So we're going to start taking care of ourselves. Doc, as a former home health care owner, let me say this, because I, and I've said this before, and Sheridan heard me say it, uh, when, when the health care system changed to what we got right now, back in the 90s, a bunch of blacks, myself included, we got into the industry. I'm a life service administrator. We got into the industry. Doc, we had 56 companies up here in Dallas, black home health care companies in North Texas. They got rid of all of us. Got rid of all of us, Doc. They put together well, all I, I, remember, remember, Mr. Arthur, I, I, I relief health care mm-hmm. services, I had one along with two other nurses with me that uh, we were the first in Tyler, Texas to own a home health care agency. We had uh, Part A and mm-hmm. Part B, private pay, private insurance, Medicare, Medicare. Right, right. So, right. And, and so I'm just saying that the, the, the hospital systems, the hospital systems took over what we were doing. Yeah. You know, they, they, right. they kind of eased them in. And next thing we know, right. we were out. I mean, I mean, so we're trying to take care of our own people. Well, we're trying to take well, care of our own people. But they use systems like, they use systems like, like, uh, okay, like diabetes. Black folks had a high rate of diabetes. Guess what one of their markers was for, for, for marketing your company? Uh, too many business, uh, too many tr- or whatever. You know, that. So I'm just saying they use stuff like that. Well, well, see, that was back 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 then. See, that's, that's all I'm saying. That, that, that's because those groups didn't understand the octopus plan back then. And the groups right now still don't understand the octopus plan. I did consultation with all those companies, and, and a lot of those companies didn't close because they didn't know the system. A lot of those companies had some problems of their own. It was, it was yeah, the octopus plan. Now, we got to be fair and honest about this. Now, I, oh, I've been I doing was in, oh, I was in, and I can tell one at a time, so we can hear, now, hear the conversation. Now, there Go are, ahead, there are some, if you don't play, if you don't understand the, the octopus plan, you can do things that the octopus will turn back on you on the other leg. And that's exactly they what happened. They, they octopus had an FBI with it. Well, that's America. Hey, that's not that's nothing new. You can go back and I'm just trying to tell you that your plan, that your plan had to do with what I'm going to jump in on that conversation. Let, let me just tell you this: we know unequivocally as black folk, we got to dot every I and cross every T. We cannot do things out of order. I don't care who Elva else is that's doing right. it. We cannot. And so and we're going to end that conversation with that statement that I just made because we're going to move on over and talk about we, okay. we've, covered, we've covered, covered COVID really, really good, but okay. we've got to keep Thank our you. business straight, straight and then narrow down the – we know. So at any rate, let's jump Dr. on over there, guys. You guys you, man. <laughs> oh, he's talking to you, Dr. Hadley. Okay, Dr. Hadley, he said he loves you, man. Okay. What did he say? I was looking at he said, what did he say? He said we, he loves you very much. <laughs> I love you, man. We, we, 
we're gonna take we're gonna take we're gonna take charge. (laughs) (laughs) But we gotta do it right. So let's jump on over there and let's talk about one of my favorite subjects for the evening, and that is the nomination for a woman, not just a woman, but a black woman on SCOTUS, on the Supreme Court of the United States of America, as they say. So let's dialogue a little bit on that. We know, uh, we'll give a little background, we know that when President Ronald Reagan uh, ran uh, for president, he was running, he said that he was going to nominate a woman, and we know that that was Susan Day O'Connor. We know that he did, and uh, and that's well and good, great. And so what I want to see happen, as well as many of us, and I know you guys as well, you want to see some real balance uh, on the Supreme Court. I actually would like to uh, see somebody on the Supreme Court that looked like uh, the first original black person that served on the Supreme Court. And we know that the black man that serves on there now does not look like the one that we had before that represented all people and not just some. And so uh, with that being said, we know that President Biden uh, has said that he is going to nominate going to nominate a black woman. And so what I was troubled by is that that some of the comments being made, uh, such as that uh, it's, it's affirmative act, quote, unquote, affirmative action, as if that these women who are up, and I think it's about 13 women uh, that have been talked about, and I think six strong uh, women pictures that I've seen out there that may be pulled from, and we know uh, – Judge J. Michelle Childs is one. Judge Jackson is one. I think those two are at the top of the chain that you hear more about, but then there's some others as well. Well, The point that I want to make here is that we have some extremely, extremely qualified black women in this country who serves on the judiciary systems around the nation. And, and, And so any one of them... I think right now uh, President Biden has nominated or has, no, has actually placed 62 women on uh, the bench around America and 19 of those women are black women. And I believe uh, J. Michelle Childs was getting ready to be uh, placed somewhere and then they held her up because he wants to take a look at her to go to uh, the Supreme Court. So thoughts, i go to you first, Mr. Arthur, and your thoughts and what your feelings are in regards to uh, all of this that's going on and all of the talk about uh, nominating a black woman. And we know what uh, Ted Cruz said. He's slamming uh, President Biden uh, because he vowed mm-hmm. to uh, nominate a black woman. So comments. Well, I'll sit back and that. mute myself and listen. Go ahead. Well, first of all, it's about, first of all, it's about time. But, but but the crazy part is we got, you know, once again, we got these, quote, I ain't going to call them conservatives, these are white supremacists, talking about affirmative action. Now, Trump just got to rush usher into all those white guys, right? Now, white, white, white folks, my dear white friends, you've had affirmative action for 500 years. So, uh, you know, you, you know, let that argument go. You know, so anyway, but but no, but I, I think it's about time. Uh, I'm glad she's uh, on the court, and uh, hey, you know, uh, uh, I think it's timely. Uh, the black community we needed a, 
a little bit of a victory since Voting Rights uh, Act has, hasn't went uh, uh, right so far, you know. So, uh, so hopefully, her being on the court uh, long term, you know, that kind of gives a little a little bit of hope. So hopefully, you know, stuff might work out. It may expand the court or something, maybe. So, uh, you know, to kind of get okay. it straight, but something needs to be done with that court. Right. So you're for you're for expanding the court, adding some more justices to the court system. I think that's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, they need to. Uh huh. Yeah, they've expanded the court before. This is it. I mean, they've expanded a couple of times. So, uh, you know, and if you look at the population. If you look at the population, it's probably about six something that's justices right. by now. But but you know, but actually, you know, I ain't saying do that many. But I'm saying, uh, make DC a state and add some more justices. Get it straight. There you go. That's DC. That, no, that definitely needs to be a state. What about? What are your thoughts, uh, Pastor Cooper? And I, I want. I was about to. Oh, I, I thought. I thought Mr. Arthur said something very interesting. He said, and I quote: "White folks have had affirmative action for over 200 years, right?" Uh, I added the how many years? How many? 500. How many years? 500. 500. Okay. Okay. All right. That was an interesting point. Uh, Pastor Cooper, what are your thoughts, uh, Governor? Well, well, again, when we use these uh, these phrases and words, uh, they always kill me because these words and phrases are borrowed from their context. When you say things like affirmative action, immediately people think that you're underqualified and undeserved. Uh, so I, I don't use their phrases. I don't amen. use the words. So what? Amen. So, so what I do is promote the best quality candidate. It's just like I have yet to go around and say that uh, I'm going to be the first African-American governor of the state of Texas. No, no, no. I'm going to be a governor that's going to be responsible and inclusive and have common sense that happens to be from that of the African-American background. So, so, yeah. so therefore, we, we win. It's a win-win for, for America. But I, this is what I know about uh, President Joe Biden, and I told a lot of people about this, and some people have their riffs with him right now uh, about different issues. But at the same time, he's playing the card, the hand that he's dealt. Uh, and so we don't know what you would do because we're not there. So we have to work along the side of him and, and move, push him forward. So this is one of those wins. He can make the uh, suggestion and, and get the appointment. And what I know is this is that if, President Joe Biden recommends someone. He has done his due diligence. He's done his background check. He already knows that they're qualified, they're ready to go, and they're not going to find one issue with the, with his nominee. I know that for a fact because that's the reason why that, and I'm going to say something, y'all can get mad at me if you want, that a not very popular uh, Vice President Kamala Harris became the Vice President of the United States because President yes. Joe Biden does not uh, 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 care about feelings or emotions. He looked at resumes and he looked at qualifications. Yeah. And and yeah. our Vice President Kamala Harris was the most qualified candidate that has proven leadership, and that's what he's going to do when it comes to this nominee. Outstanding, outstanding remarks. Thank you for that, uh, Dr. Hagney. You have some comments on that? I think we lost Dr. Hagney. Team, are you there? Yes. Okay. I would like to I would like to expand this this picture. You know, we know okay. we're talking about. I agree with the for the Supreme Court, but for the young ladies, we need. It is amazing. To look at the qualification of the young ladies. Just looking at their background, I think this is a teaching moment for us historically. Historically, a great would be the very first black female there. But let's look at all the other judicial positions 
through the United States, even down to Cherokee County. Let's use this as a teacher moment for other young black females or males to show what they can do if they want to be a, a, a justice uh, in the area. Because it's more than, because we can look at that one position, but look at, the, let's use this as a teaching moment historically to show our other young ladies out there, you, you, the judicial system is an area when we know to make that change, you, this even going back biblically, the role the judicial system plays. So let's use this as a teaching moment for our the young, other black youth to show how these young ladies they tra- their background, how they traveled, how they got where they got, and let these young other young ladies know it might be the, not the Supreme Court because that's just one position, but there are other positions throughout. I look at all these campaigns throughout East Texas, all these judicial positions. I don't see a black one. There you go. Uh, we don't see a black point. one. Uh, so you get up to mm-hmm. so let's, let's use this. Let's great, use great this point. to teach because we control a lot of things happening up in Supreme Court. But what hurt us in East Texas, as one gentleman say, we don't even we don't even get on we don't get on we 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 find reason not to get on jury duty. So in Texas, Amen. when you look at our prison system, when you look what happened in our jury system daily, this is what our people here relate to. Uh, when they go to court wherever in these East Texas area, these rural areas, look what they're faced with. You know, they go to they go to prison in Texas and never be exposed to the Supreme Court. Blast. The lower courts, right, and 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 send them away the for twenty court. and thirty, that, that, thirty that, years. That's real. That's what it really, where the power control is in the lower courts. But if you, if you look at it, who fill who who fill up our prison system in the state of Texas? The lower courts. Black men. Isn't that the Supreme Court? It, so <laughs> we need to these all the judge positions. I don't know how many blacks we have even running for any judge position in the state of Texas. That's what I. That's what we should be doing well, in Texas. Well, we 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 have two. We have two in Tyler in Smith County, and then we know Judge Beavers, and that's the Justice of the Peace, and then we he has an opponent running against him. But but that's so well said. Uh, I'm telling you that. So and, and and think about think about the age of. I, I mean, uh, Judge. Let's see, Judge um, Jackson is 51, and Judge Childs, I believe, is 45. I mean, these are young women that have done amazing, amazing exactly. things uh, in mm-hmm. this in, in this country early into their career. They they have clerked for the Supreme Court justices already, so they are prepared. They mm-hmm. they did the work for the Supreme Court. So, right. With mm-hmm. that being said, we know they're ready to handle those positions. But you're absolutely correct. But you know why they don't run? They don't run because a lot of the people are, are in those prison systems that should not be. And then they don't run because they know that we are not going to support them. How do I know that? I can speak personally. Uh, it's a big job, lots of money to run for office. If you think it isn't, ask Pastor Cooper. He can tell you that it's a lot of money, especially running a statewide seat and run a, a federal seat uh, in a district. Lots and lots of money, and you end up having to, because because think about this: African Americans do not get the donations and the amount of money 
that other candidates get. So therefore, consequently, you're having to use your own personal money, and before you know it, you've used up way too much of your 501, uh, your, excuse me, your 401K and your, your retirement from the military and wherever your money is coming from. You used up too much of that because we do not, we, I'm saying we as African Americans, mm-hmm. don't see the need to donate to can- candidates. Uh, and 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 have a part or put some skin in the game, so to speak. They don't see the need to do that with uh, with African American candidates. They may even donate to other candidates and don't even donate to someone who is right in their own community that's going to be working for the greater good of them. Comments from anybody? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know there's some comments. Have, Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was just pausing to make sure I didn't run over anyone and jumping out there in the middle of the street because you, you're standing. And uh, so um, we we have to fix the system. And right now in, in the Democratic Party in the state of Texas, there are some challenges now at, at the top of the leaders, leaders board, and we need those challenges. But it needs to change abroad across the spectrum. Uh Campaign finance reforms need, need to happen. Uh, the way we run our campaigns is like the richest person gets the seat, or and, and people get frustrated. And this is one reason why I've heard people say, "Well, I'm not giving to this candidate because uh, he or she doesn't have enough money to get it all go all the way through. They're the best qualified, but I'm not going to donate to that campaign because I don't want to throw my money away." Uh, there are books exactly. written about it, and for every. Yeah, for every uh, $1,000, is equals three three votes. So that's the reason why, uh, and, and I'm speaking from experience and knowledge and background and study, I, I study history, and one of the things is that uh, media, social media, they give free highlights to candidates that have the most money in the bank. So they're not going with the best candidate after they've interviewed them and listened to them and heard the stories. They they just drop those on editing floors and go straight after the money because they figure that the money's going to – well, in 2018, there was this little guy uh, from uh, southeast Texas, uh, by way of east Texas from his parents, uh, surprised that system. And that's what we have to do, and that's what we have to push, uh, is what you said, Dr. McKellar, 15 years ago, you coined the phrase, boots on the ground. Well, I didn't know you did it. I came back and I said, boots on the ground, about six years ago. And that's what it takes, door knocking, uh, showing up. And I, we didn't have social media the way we have it now. So th- that's, that's right. what it takes, uh, unfortunately, because people are not going to sow money into African-American campaigns. Absolutely correct. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you, uh, Pastor Cooper, that is why I was pushing in Washington, D.C., a campaign reform, finance reform. And that's why I believe that every single candidate, according to what office that you're running for, should be designated X amount of dollars. And I'm going to use uh, Congress as an example. You give a congressional candidate 250000 and say, this is all you're having, and because there's millions and millions of dollars advertisements to spend on on people that are hungry. There's homeless people that we should be giving that money to and making sure that they have a place to lay their heads, they have jobs uh, to be able to go to, but we spend millions and millions of dollars, raise millions and millions of dollars on specific candidates, and then you turn around and you have all of that big kitty in your, in your coffers after you finish your campaign. 
because that money is actually yours. So if we earmark X amount of dollars to go to a candidate, depending upon what they're running for, and then at the end of that, if you use up all that money, it's all long gone, you don't get any more. You continue to knock on doors, boots on the ground, or whatever you need to do in order to try to win that seat. But that makes the playing field level, and you don't have all of this money going into one person. And that person may not anywhere be the best candidate for that position. But they don't care about the best candidate for the position. They make you qualified candidate according to how much money you raise. Go ahead, anybody. And the, and, and the reason that you need that is because you got an oligarchic, autocratic force that's trying to create a system that you just described, where you don't have money, you got all these billionaires and trillionaires now going to the moon and back. Uh, with all this money, dog money, you can't tell who 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 getting it, who giving it. You can't tell nothing. Trying to get reform. So uh, until we get this John Lewis Act passed and, and get some of those uh, reforms in there, where we can do some of the things you're talking about, hey, that's the way it is. So we're gonna have to, as a, particularly black folks, we're gonna have to use our uh, our you know our spiritual thing that we just have, you know, and communicate uh, the old-fashioned way. You know, and like just use uh, social media as our word of mouth, and and, and just start to communicate. Uh, because see, getting a vote, if it's a thousand dollars, you get three votes. Then you know, hey, you know, we try to beat that with word of mouth, actually. So you know, we need to use that and social media, and just think in new ways. You know, don't just go with the flow, because we can't, because we can't raise all that money. Can't raise all that money. That's discouraging. So we got to figure out a new way. Yeah. That goes back to also like all three of us have Roku channel, and, and we all yeah. we, we, we're so busy we really hadn't had a chance to max out those channels. And that's how we do it, and then we have to drive okay. folks to those channels, and we have to utilize yeah. those channels and get the information out. Uh, I, I call it the beating of the drum. And if, uh, Dr. Hagney has his own corn phrases. I, I'm on mine. Uh, we, we have to sound the, 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 the alarm, hit the drum. Uh, let you knew, let you know with the Underground Railroad that you're on the right track. Or yeah. not. You know, you have to listen. Yeah. And so and that's what we have to do. We have to go back and beat that drum. And uh, buy that $5, $7, $8 yard sign so that way all your neighbors can see who's running. We don't need to be on television if, if you, everybody doesn't have Roku. But you can put a sign in your yard. I mean, right now in, uh, we were in Central Texas this weekend, and there are a lot of great wonderful, intelligent candidates from Comptroller to uh, Pillar Court, uh, Supreme Court. I mean, every level, local court, judges, county, JP, I, I met some intelligent folks. And listen, it didn't matter that they were Democrat. They were just intelligent people. And they're out there, but they're afraid to continue to run because they're broke and can't afford to go around and yeah. be on doors when they have to cover 200, 300, 400 miles. Gas is expensive. There you go. There you go. And you, you, you got to eat. You got to have the material uh, to, to give to the people. And so it is a big job, and that is why you don't see people running, because they know how much money is involved in it, how much. And so, so what, one of the things, this is what I tell people from my own personal experience. Uh, I focused on the education piece before I ran for Congress. But what, what I say that I learned 
that we should have focused on is when you're doing an exploratory campaign, that's when you really need to be hustling and raising that money because almost too late once you have filed your paperwork and you got in the game. Uh, you needed that money way before you decided to sign your name and file that paperwork and get out there and run for that seat. So that's the purpose of exploratory campaigns, uh, coordinate. And then this is the other thing that we don't do enough of that we should, and that's coordinated campaigns. And and when you do coordinated campaigns, you put in your resources together. Well, no, you may not coordinate with somebody that uh, that's running for the same position that you're running for. You may not do that, uh, but you can coordinate with other people uh, in, that's running maybe on the state level, that's running on other areas. So, for example, if you've got people that's running for county commissioners, uh, of course, city council is usually council is usually at a different time than uh, than all these other seats that come along in November because city council normally is in May, but all these other people on a Democratic ticket uh, coordinate your times together so you can help to raise that money and do that advertisement together. We did a little bit of that here in Smith County, uh, which they, they said, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that. So all the list of people who won the primary was all on the same uh, advertisement piece of paper, and we disseminated that inf- that information throughout uh, East Texas. So there are ways well, to, uh, to try to do it. Go ahead, Ms. Arthur. And just let me give you just a little context to where you know what you're saying. Remember that the Democratic Party and, 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 and the black voter here in Texas, we're coming out of, remember in the 90s, Ann Richardson got coup, she got coup d'etat. She had 58% approval rating. Both of them could they taught her. Uh, the racist state and Democratic Party kept it dead until that Wendy lady uh, did that speech and then got Beto. So you got to understand that we're, 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 we're building, you know, like what you're talking about. This is actually rebuilding the base uh, yes, of the Democratic Party here in Texas because I'm telling you, it was tore from the flow up before yes, uh, Trump got in office. So. Uh, uh, you know, and we need to do more of that. Uh, you know, like you know, like you're you're coming up with it because it wasn't in place, and, and you know, and we didn't cooperate with, with each other. They turned Democratic Party into a into a, a, a National Democratic Party piggy bank. It was almost yes, like sir. they was paying them off to stay out of Texas. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, you know, so it was that well, kind speaking, of where we at. And, right, and I agree. I agree with you 100 percent. 100 percent. Well, let, let's talk about uh, Texas, and let's talk about the banana, uh, not the banana republic, the banana Texas. We know that we had this fellow uh, in, Con- I, was it Conroe, Texas, that he was down here in, and he talked about uh, that he was, if he won again and got back into office, that that he's going to um, pardon all of those people that the insurrectionists from the 6th January, don't you know that we, uh, like Dr. Hagney says, everybody needs to get in the fight because it is a fight. Mm-hmm. It is a war. It is a Ukraine-Russian war. And I, I asked the question of, of a candidate last Thursday. What, well, no, it's, we had her Monday night here, and she was on with us on Thursday. Uh, what her feelings were in regards to uh, 
uh, Ukraine and Russia. I mean, what what are your feelings, Mr. Arthur? We we heard what the president we we heard what uh, Russia and Putin is talking about sending well, lots of blood. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, and I keep telling people I said now that you know, the, you know, Russia, Russia really don't want to fight with another white country, so that goes against what Putin actually wants. Uh, it's kind of like I think we're at this stage now where, you know, what I'm scared and I'm glad of, right? You know, uh, you know, we don't know which is which, but basically, you know, Putin kind of overplayed his hand. Uh, he feel like he got to do something. He know that. They're going to unplug him like they did Iran if he do it. So, I, you know, I don't see where he's going to get no win by doing it. I still think he's going to try to figure out a way. I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he wants to, you know, by Biden, you know, putting those troops in Europe, that type of stuff. You know, see, uh, you know, Obama, you know, like they just called Obama about Sprite Boom. Okay, well, this time, you know, they're you know, they showing it up. And, and Putin, of course, he's still trying to, Tear up the alliance and that type of thing. So you know he's he he's you know he's a he's like a Trump. He's like you know he's doing Trump stuff on the national stage. Is basically what you're looking at. Right. Well, you know what's what's amazing to me, and, and Pastor Cooper, you may have some comments in regards to this, but but what is amazing to me, and I know that we have the Constitution, and I know we comply with the Constitution and all of that good stuff, but but this guy is verbally, openly out there saying all these kinds of things. Don't you know that if that was Mr. Arthur or Pastor Cooper or Dr. Hagney, they would have been arrested? I mean, I mean, we we just can't incite things and and still stand on the ground. We're going to be behind somebody's bars. But this guy is doing. He's inciting all kinds of things, and nothing happens. He's inciting conspiracies. He needs to be arrested. He needs to be arrested. Yes, he does. That's my point. Arrested. That's what he needs to be, you know. And, you know, like I said, again, the the larger media, and, again, you know, it's a white privilege thing. You know, I know what it is. But, you know, like they going through this whole, you know, I don't know. You know, everybody knows what it is, but they going through this. I don't know what it is. They're trying to, you know, they talk about it. They they know what it is. Uh, we got the deep, we got the uh, 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 you know DOJ and all them all that you know playing around on what they doing. So basically, uh, you know, I think it's uh, I don't know. I guess they trying to let the white psyche down easy because they're gonna have to arrest them. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't know what they doing, but there's some kind of weird thing going on because they won't go on and say what it is. What it is, they keep okay. doing this thing. Yeah. You well, know, uh, Austin, back. You, you keep saying, you know, go ahead, brother Hackney. Back to the octopus thing. Uh, uh, you know, Putin might just be, uh, might be just be bluffing. <clears throat> but uh, the other, someone mentioned the other day, you know, you can bluff and look at all what he, just the idea of moving people to the, what he has created. Uh, he's basically control. He's basically controlling this. I'm, look how much money and all that has been spent, and how much uh, been taken, uh, and, and just involved that. He can just move all those troops back tomorrow, and also he can cover that whole country. And I'm gonna put uh, troops in in a few days, so that's not gonna happen. Also, Europe not gonna go because they get all that oil and gas from Russia, so they do all that talking. But uh, he cut that gas line 
at the energy line off the year. He could hold he could shut whole Europe down, call Europe getting all their oil and gas from Russia. But the other question I want to ask: Someone mentioned that the uh, the the soldiers, well, the individual exposed to uh, that burning. Um, uh, Doc, you might help me with this. In Iraq, where they were burning a lot of smoke, they were exposed to a lot of cancer uh, smoke mm-hmm. and everything. They're trying to get funds for those individuals, for, the, for those veterans in Washington D.C. pads. Just so like what's happening with uh, out of uh, I guess uh, Vietnam. Is that true? That they Correct. they can't get that. Uh, there are individuals who have been exposed to that uh, that burning power, whatever was going on in Iraq, and these right. and these now these guys are showing. Signs of that element. They're saying they're having problems uh, getting that approved before they can receive medical care. Now, see that? Same, see, that the make, same thing. That make no, well, let, it makes no sense. I'm just, I'm just making, it makes no sense. True, uh, 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 he can fake, move a few troops. We send all. We, we put all this money for, again, sending people back in harm's way. But when they come out of harm's way, What's the problem with being able to uh, own up and treat people who went to Iraq and all those places that were exposed to those uh, that smoking and cancer and there and their their families here are suffering now? Uh, so I don't. I just does that make well, any Dr. sense? Hadley, I, what, think, hey, think, of, hey, think about hey, this, hey, Doctor hey, Hadley. Hey, 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 you keep right talking there. about the vid, vid. Go ahead, Mr. Sergeant. Now, I, I just want to say, Doctor Hagman, uh, as far as the as far as the European getting their gas so far from. Russia. Now, all they're going to do is just switch over and start getting it from the Arab. So, you know, that's not really going to be no big. <laughs> worse. You know, that's why Germany, yeah, they, that's, why, that's, why Germany that's why Germany that can wake up there because they're getting all that gas from uh, <clears throat> from Russia. They're not going to take a long time to get their oil on the ship over to Russia. But now, back to my issue about no, the... Okay, let me, let, let, me, let me deal with that a little bit for you, Dr. Hadley. Think about this. Those, those persons, you, you brought it in real real close to the answer. You mentioned those that served in, um, I drew a blank, what's the war? Vietnam. Iraq. Vietnam. 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 Oh, Vietnam. Okay. Vietnam. yes, okay. Those, those guys are just Vietnam. now getting their monies and get just now getting some things done for them healthcare-wise. If you, if you have a, a, a soldier that spent, went into the military, Say an enlisted went into the military, served four years, came out. He he doesn't really get any real health care from the military. He didn't retire out of the military. He yeah, I can go to he can go to the VA and eventually get in, but to get real pay for all of the exposure that they experienced mm-hmm. in Vietnam, they are just mm-hmm. now being able to get paid within the last few years. Mr. Arthur can tell you that probably within the last three yeah. or four five years they're finally getting some resources it and that is why i ran for united states congress because when i came home and i heard and saw up i didn't i didn't experience that obviously because i retired from the military but i heard all of the complaints of the various and sundry people in my community right here in Smith County in Tyler Texas complaining Mm -hmm. because Louis Gomert was doing nothing nothing to help those veterans who were suffering, didn't have the health care, didn't have the resources. That's why I decided to run for Congress. And so he was one of the ones around Holland. He, he was one of the ones around Holland, death pounds. 
You remember how Death Pound, remember all that Death Pound talk that when the bombs in there? Exactly. Yeah, we got Death Pound, y'all. Yeah, we got Death Pound. You know, Death Pound like that right there. And then you also got the insurance actuary. They've got the insurance actuary with Death Pound. Pounds for basically what they do is, yeah. and I found this out when yeah. I was in the business, they add money, people live, they take money out, people die. So, yeah, yeah they do have a little population control mechanism here in America. It's called mm-hmm. the insurance actuary. Doug, I think for getting that answer for me, that question today, the U.S. Yeah. military budget, defensive budget, something like $770 billion. There you go. And I, a lot, and I was, I, lots of And I heard. And I heard that there was $50 billion added to that uh, that the defensive, the defense department didn't even ask for. Now, we can follow you can follow the money and all that. We know where that went to. But my question is, all those individual families that are suffering from that exposure in Iraq, and they can't get that, whatever, get that approved that they can take, be medically taken care of, how in the world can we uh, even – Think about the idea of going elsewhere, and we have individuals can't get proper health care right now. It's not going to be, and you have a military budget of $770 billion. I think it's more than all the NATO, NATO countries' budgets put together. <laughs> so I don't understand why we, can't somebody We live say, in a wealthy country, don't we? Well, why can't, the, why can't someone up there say, let's get this through, and let's pay these individuals who went to Iraq, they're suffering, their families are suffering, all where they're going through right now. Can't someone stand up and say, let's pass this and, and get these individuals to take care and all this other money? You know, you had a, what, a $100 million tel- tel- uh, fighter uh, overshot a, a, well, a, on that, on that uh, carrier last week. That's a, that's a $100 million in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Now, why can't we pay, why can't somebody stand up in Congress and say, Let's pay, let's take care of these health benefits from individuals that are just right in Iraq, and we just now, like you said, just now taking care of people from Vietnam. Yeah, and we're sir. being bad and bold about going and sending our kids somewhere else. I mean, what? What? I don't. That make any sense to me? <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I don't understand it, and I. I Every time I was in Washington, D.C., doing the Congressional Black Caucus every third week of September every year prior to COVID, and then this last year, everything was on Zoom. Uh, but that that was my – I mean, I, I attended all – everything related to women's veterans, everything related to veterans, period. And, and I'd stand up and raise my hand and talk about what was going on down here in Tyler, Texas. And to know – I mean, and you hear this, that, and other, but to no avail – Things remain. People complain to this day, right now, that they cannot get resources and they cannot get money, and they're ha- experiencing diabetes and hypertension that they didn't have when they went into the military. They didn't have those things, and then high cholesterol levels because you, if we're out in the field and we're eating MREs and we don't have a, a hot meal that day or every day, we can't couldn't have one every day or didn't have one every day. So, therefore, if we weigh out in some boonie somewhere, and so we had to have an MRE because we didn't have a tent set up out there so that you could cook and prepare the food. So so we carried stuff in our cargo pockets. I mean, that's why I was so thin in the military because I can't rush and eat. So I eat just enough to survive until we can get into the mess hall in the evening time or, or, or wherever, you know. 
and uh, just carry some stuff in your cargo pocket to keep your energy and everything going. But just think about the processed stuff that military personnel has to eat. So consequently, they end up being unhealthy down the line, uh, and then they, they end up smoking cigarettes and this and that in the field. And so that's another thing that brought on health issues for them. So it's a vicious cycle. And why is it that we cannot take care of the people who served us while we slept? I don't understand it. But go ahead. Anybody. You're right. And two weeks ago, I was with well, you know, America uh, Dave got Jones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Pastor Cooper, Cooper and then, Dr., uh, then okay. Mr. Arthur. Okay. I was with uh, Dave Jones, the uh, president uh, and chairman of the Northeast El Paso Democrats. And, uh, uh, he, he's so gracious. He opened up his home to me for a couple of hours so I can relax and prepare myself and uh, took care of me, fed me. But uh, he, we were talking about this exact uh, thing, Dr. Hagney, and, and that was in Iraq where they had those the burning, and they burned so much. And uh, Americans, we're not used to that. It burned all the inside of his nostrils. He and other, uh, other folks. So he's dealing with that to this day. And uh, he was a ranking officer, so he wasn't outside in it all the time. He's inside. And so uh, imagine what, what's going on. Uh, so we have to take care of our veterans. We have to pay attention. Again, uh, the octopus plan means that we have to do all the things with vaccinations, all the things with uh, health care, all the things. And then we have to come back and look at the mental, uh, uh, well-being and illness of, uh, of folks like that, especially because they also are homeless. Yeah. Well, well, before Mr. Arthur comes in, before Mr. Arthur comes in, not only, not only, a lot of things that we burned also that maybe people did not know about. Once we, once we transport all of that equipment across that big pond, you're not going to turn around and bring that used equipment back. So therefore, a lot of that stuff had to be burned or burned and then buried. So that's another burning. Just think about burning uh, uh, motors and equipment and five five tonners and all of the ammo and ammunition and all that stuff that was left over once things ended that you didn't ship back. So just think about all that. And then you're inhaling it. And you can have smoke for, for miles on end, right? Go ahead, uh, Mr. Arthur. Uh, 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 I'm addressing you with saying about you know uh, you know about America doing you know doing doing the troops like that you know like like back in the day after World War One, you know, those there's a group of veterans got on the line uh, trying to get some uh, uh, you know some 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 pay because they said they get some war pay and then Persian came in and they you know cleaned out the tents, treat them like dogs, right? Then they tried to make up for it. Then World War Two. GIB got a little better, but black folks couldn't get it, right? Korea, you know, Vietnam, and so now. So I'm just saying that, uh, you know, like Vietnam veterans, uh, we we got told in no respect until that first uh, Iraq crew came back. Then they started putting the ribbons up. And so I said, hey, well, you know, what about the Vietnam veterans? Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm just saying, you know, hey, it's what we do. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, 
that's why we have to have the right people in office to keep fighting and making these changes. We can't, we can't, and, and like Dr. Hagley said, we also, those are on the ground down here that's not holding an office and have to get in the fight. We can't just continue to be quiet when all these things are affecting us. Yeah, I know how important it is to get the food on the table and your kitchen table issues, but in order to make your kitchen table issues better, you have to become a part of what's going on. You've got to think about your future. You've got to think about the future of your children and your grandchildren this, and your great-great-grandchildren. Go ahead. This kind of fight that, uh, Surely you in it whether you want to be or not. It ain't no coming. There you in. go. Oh no. There you go. Oh no. I, I, I mean, not, right no. Folks need, under, folks need to understand. It's a fight going on. Yeah, yes, and sir. and it's in your house. It's in everybody else's house, and it's and it's everywhere. So uh, so now now they need to now they need to go and fight it right there where they at because it's in their house. So they need to get the fighting right there. Start there. Good point. Mm-hmm. Great point, great yeah, point. yeah. We were talking about we were talking about that Sunday. Everybody, you're born in the race. Mm-hmm. The problem is mm-hmm. we're sitting on the sideline. You're born in the fight. Yes, and sir. You're gonna yes, lose sir. the fight. You know, it's not who run across the finish line first. But by birth, you 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 place into the race. But what's okay. been happening? There are people in the race who are not running. They just in. They just they just walking. They they might be in the fight. They're not fighting. You know they they yeah. they. Hey, hey, you, hey, you can be in a fight. You can be in a fight. You can be in a fight. You can be slapped. You can be slapped. You in the fight. But you be you standing letting somebody slap you left or right all day long. You in the fight, but you're not fighting back. Sure, you in the fight. Everybody need to run their race, Doc. Everybody need to run their own race. And they're not running a race. See what we're looking well, at you now. Well, I ain't gonna judge. I, I, I'm not gonna judge them like that. I'm gonna say. They run it their own way. Well, okay. Or uh, at their own pace, I guess. Uh, at, their own, yeah, at their own at, pace. At, at their, their own, own pace. I, I don't, you I don't know, know it's, their own, yeah, their you know, because everybody's ass is different. Everybody's ass is different. So, you know. That, it, 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 it's all in that comfort zone. How many run it, but they run yeah. it in comfort zone? Well, well, that's why we got to get them out of that comfort zone now. Now, you said a word yep. that, that we really have to deal with. We can't always stay in that comfort comfort zone, and we can't always run at at the at that turtle's uh, pace. We got to jump out there and get it going because time is of essence. Time is moving along. We're losing day by day our children and our grandchildren. Those are the ones who are losing because we're not up to the fight like our ancestors were before they left here. Because I say this all the time, uh, and you, you know I do. We we do we do more, we do less with more, and they did more with a lot less than what we have to work with. I today. think I, I think we're up to the fight. I think we're up to the fight. I think the fight ain't over. Now, nope. and we can say stuff like that. We ain't up to the fight once the fight's over. But I'm saying we ain't had, the, the, the fight ain't over yet. The fight, it, it ain't over. Oh no, no, it ain't over. Or the fight, the fight it's is ongoing. It, it's not, it's not gonna be over when we get ready to leave here. And when so, the death so, is shoved so, over and, our faces, there's gonna be another were, fight. And, 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 and the fact of the matter is, whether we measure up to our ancestors, that's gonna be judged by the next generation, not us. 
Well, no, we we can because we already know that we're not doing the stuff that they that they did, and they had a lot less. Well, to work we, with them. we well, you know we, we is kind of a but, well, you know we but, is kind but of think about this, Arthur, Think about this. We we're fighting the same fight right to this day that our ancestors right. fought back in the day. So that's how why we is can that? judge ourselves. We, we, we can judge ourselves. And why are we fighting? Why are we still fighting this fight? You tell me. Like they fought it. Huh? I mean, then we're both no. <laughs> we're we're, we're <laughs> because we're, because we're we, fighting see, because, I'm a, I'm a, we're, we're fighting I'm because answer that. I answered it. I'll answer you because okay. the people the people that ran for office that we know should have been in office didn't get in office because we were not we didn't get in that fight like Dr. Hagney is talking about. Yeah, we, we, we were at a, a turtle's pace, and and maybe we didn't even see that fight coming, or maybe we were not involved enough in what is going on in our community and around us that we didn't realize that there was a fight, even though you said it so beautifully, all uh, of us are in the fight. And you're right. I, I, I think that's a little bit more complicated than that. That's all I'm saying. I'm just laying it out to you in a simple way that mm-hmm. people can understand what I'm saying. Oh, it's all complicated. It's very complicated. I, I don't I don't disagree uh-huh. with that. I mean, you, you know, because there's a lot of different forces that create that dynamic that you're talking about. And, you know, I mean, of course, we ain't got time to talk about all those forces, but I'm saying right. it, it, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit, you know what I mean? You know, it's kind of like, you know, the man behind the curtain still still doing his thing. Until we, you know, until we, you know, go back there and get him, you know, he said back there. Well, you well, know, know that the race, the, the race is not given to the swift nor the the strong, but those that endure. Y'all gonna make me preach to y'all out here. I got, so, I that, agree that, that one. I'm not worried right about now. Go ahead, pal. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. So, and and that's my reminder. Uh, you know, uh, brother Arthur, uh, you got a show that I think you almost wanted to delete it. But uh, it, it's not my fault when you ask me a question, so be careful uh, when I'm on the air. I'm going to give you the truth. And the truth is, is that the Hebrew slaves, when they tried to kill uh, the babies looking for Moses and, and everybody else, they said they come out, they're fighting, they're warring, coming out of the birth canal. They couldn't even kill them. It, grown men could not slay babies, Hebrew slave babies. So what I'm saying is that, there's something extra special to those that's been oppressed and suppressed. So uh, I'm just going to keep on enduring because I know in the end I win. And, and Pastor Cooper, you're exactly correct. That's why I say to, said to Mr. Arthur a second ago that when they shove the dust over our faces, the fight, when we leave here, the fight will still be going. It will continue. We just may be fighting a different issue in a different way, but the fight will still be here. Run Amen. your race and endure to the end. And so somebody can say, well it's, done, my exactly. good. Thank you, sir. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And, yeah. and we want, we yeah. want no, that well know. done for We want that well done for everybody. And so right. we want it for everybody, but, it, but we can't want it more for them than they want for themselves. I mean, you know, they got to want it. I totally right, right. agree. I got you. I got you. You right. absolutely want right. it. Well, that's the reason why you have a different level of winners in every – you got, yeah. you got uh, uh, yeah. what, what is it, uh, uh, 1A uh, football teams and basketball teams in the state of Texas, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A, 5A. 
different, and then each yeah. one of those have their own zone and cities that they play because of the size. Yeah. And then when you break yeah. it down, when I ran track, the, the cross country guy didn't look like the the, the uh, uh, hundred yard dash or hundred meter dash right. guy, you know, a young lady. So everyone has their own race to set before them. Or y'all gonna right. make me preach tonight? Man, y'all gonna make me preach. I'm just saying. So we must run all race. And, and I love one time we had a guy on here. He's talking the lower level people. There's no such thing as a lower level. It just means that Not everyone has all. their position and their role to play. They have their role to play. Yeah. I, I agree. My, my, like my okay, dad, we got we to take – go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And my, my dad used to say, and, y'all, he's country for real, from back down East Spring, East Texas, oldest Cooper Street right down the street from uh, where you guys are. Uh, he, he said that any rear end can be the boss because if you shut it down, mm-hmm. everything else shuts off. So I'm trying to keep keep it clean, y'all. We PG thirteen. Okay. <laughs> we followed you though. We got it. We got it. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, well, that that's hey, we, hey, hey, we take hey, people hey, where hey, they hey, are. Hey, 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 My grandpa used to say, my grandpa used to say, don't have lunch where you. I mean, where, 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 I'm living alone. I'm living alone. Yeah, yeah, there you we, go. That's we we, we, we moving on. We moving on. We moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but but I wanted to uh, I wanted to cover uh, the guy over there in Conroe a little bit and talk about talk about a little bit more about this rally that he was pushing out there in Con- well he went to several places I mean they were all over the place and with the QAnon folk and and uh, but 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 I'm talking about Texas I'm talking about this stuff that he's bringing to Texas and continues to bring to Texas. And, and and he can just say whatever he wants to say. That's what's troubling that this guy can say whatever he wants to say and nothing happens to him. That I mean, it's, I don't know. I just take a deep breath. It is. That's that system. That's that system that's allowing him to do that like that. Mm-hmm. I say, man, you, you know, couldn't do it. That's so true. Exactly. You know, we got we got to look at the big, the larger picture. Also, there was a national yeah. stat survey today said one. I think of what percentage of individuals felt that you can attack the government. I think in that survey, maybe one percent of the people said they felt that was right to attack the government. No, uh, now you talking about it. Now you talking about Republicans now. It wasn't a problem. Oh, like I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they didn't, no. they didn't break it down. No, they didn't break it down by. No, they've been no problem like about, that. Look at, the, look at that, what they're saying, what happened in Washington, D.C., and what he's saying now. When you have 1% of the people feel that it's all right to attack your government, just think about that. What is what is that saying and what is that what does that number represent and what are they giving approval for? And so I I just say think about that when one percent of the people feel it's all right for you to attack your government. Just think about that. What does that mean? I, I don't know the answer. What's what's the what, what is that the, saying? The, what do what, y'all what do y'all think what do y'all think that means? What do y'all think that means? The question I asked Doc is why do they want to attack the government? They want to attack the government because. Because because as the demographics are shifting, white yeah, privilege has become fragile. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they want to create an oligarchy like South African type situation where uh, money controls everything and your vote mm-hmm. don't matter. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why are they doing it? We got Trump as in a, as response to Barack Obama, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's why we got yeah. that's why we got Trump. That was the answer. So 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 we're here because the Civil War never ended. We're gonna mm-hmm. take it. We're going to have to get the table for it being right. And so mm-hmm. this is another opportunity to end the Civil War. You know, we mm-hmm. got folks talking Kevin. crazy about yeah. uh, about uh, not uh, you know teaching history and so forth. And, and mm-hmm. what we need to understand mm-hmm. is as long as we can keep them talking about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our history, the most stupid mm-hmm. they sound to themselves. Look at these laws they make. Mm-hmm. That's right. crazy. You know, the end there. Yeah. How are you going to shut down education like that? So. Well, Texas history, there's a need to shut some of it down because it's incomplete. But the other question I was asking, you know, you know there the HBCUs, I think it might have been five or six of them received bomb threats today. Are you all hear about that? I did not hear about that. Really? Yes. Well, the, the, uh, 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 I, mean, I can, let me see, uh, Howard, uh, uh, oh, um, Let me pull that in up. Baltimore. Look, pull that the up. Attorney like Georgia, the, the, the attorney in Georgia. The attorney in Georgia. She has to. She, she has to FBI for uh, protection today. Yeah, yeah. His pull that up. It was about five HBCUs okay. received bomb threats today, and they had they had to, they shut them. They wait. They shut down because of that. So uh, my question: Where does that? I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, it says it was Howard, uh, Howard University. Okay, let me let me let me read a little bit of it. See what it says. At least six HBC, HBCUs canceled classes or went into lockdown after receiving bum threats. Howard University, a number of historical black colleges and universities across the U.S. went into lockdown and canceled classes Monday after receiving bum threats by early afternoon Eastern time. Most of them had issued all clear and lifted lockdown orders. At least six HBCUs at Albany State University, Bethune Cookman, Bowie, uh, Delaware State, Howard University, Southern University, our college, and A&M College. Okay, what was the federal law enforcement were involved? The FBI is aware of the series of bump threats around the country, and we're working with our law enforcement partners to address any potential threats. The Bureau said in a statement, as always, we would like to remind members of the public that if they observe anything suspicious to report it to law enforcement immediately. Washington, D.C.'s Metropolitan Police Department and Howard University Police Force issues and all clear at 6.22 a.m. following the bomb threats made about two hours earlier. Wow. They need to lock in okay. money. But see, yeah, uh, when, you our, when, you, when you look at our history, from slavery on to the first public school, well, the first school built in our black churches, what other school? Because they understood the importance of education. What next group was organized? The HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see a consistent pattern here? Because the role, the, the role of HBCUs for educating our population in the future, that role going increase because we work on some pro- we want to work on some projects with Texas College Jobs and 
and uh, Wally for getting getting in the game and some some events. See, when you think about resources, you think about source of data. The HBCUs are is no accident where these HBCUs have been located created. When they become that viable resource for that for our community, which they were, which they originally was set up for, that become a major threat because then you can educate blacks. We, they control us in public schools to a certain extent now. Of course, I'm telling churches you 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 can you can take stuff up there, but when you go out to the HBCUs, because a few years ago, 70 percent of your black healthcare professionals were graduates of HBCUs. Right. I think we need to talk about. I need. I, I think we need to talk about the power of this man's words. The power of this man's words to cause this type of disruption in our community. Mm-hmm. For him mm-hmm. to, for him, mm-hmm. to for him to say yep. those words, and then yep. we are directly attacked. And, and that's and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you need to and you need to tie that to that demographic shift thing I'm telling you about the about the reaction to Barack Obama. That you know that that that, that South gonna rise again. Uh, a thing that we have here in America, uh, uh, Trump is leading that. So when he say words like that, that's kind of stuff happens. That's why I say we need to take this a little bit more seriously as a community than we actually taking it. And I think we need to talk about it more and uh, start doing some strategies on what we actually need to do instead of just sitting around like bump on the logs, you know. Because <laughs> we, we've already said that uh, you know we got to you know do, you know be more do more to take care of our own communities. And I think we need to start. Number right. one, just start conversating more about what's really happening here. You know, I don't, well, you know, I don't trust. You know, I don't trust Joe Biden that much. Well, that's why Joe Rogan. Uh, he spends three hours on his podcast. We do two hours on Monday night, so we need to add an hour to it. Maybe go to eleven <laughs> o'clock and start at seven. I, I'm just saying because that's what happens, and, and, and he has eleven mm-hmm. million followers, and so we need to start looking mm-hmm. for other people to care, carry this conversation. So that, I'm going to participate in that. Looking to maybe start recording, putting on Roku, getting throughout the country, because we need exactly. leadership. Because what happens is this, yes, and that, and that's what's happening right now. There, there are people that's ready to go into action, but they're waiting to be told what to do. And there are people out there that's doing the wrong things, looking for leadership to give them the authority and the okay to go ahead and do what they want to do. Yeah, good point. Hmm. And and add what Mike and add what Mike's saying and man what I what he's saying is is that is that there's an energy there that's gonna need leadership and if we don't step forward and start leading it ain't no yeah. telling where it's gonna go. That's right. Well, you know, uh, I did several radio shows this weekend. One of them was Brother uh, uh, Arthur. What, what's the name? Your political and politics. What's the name of your show? Super Rights Today with Arthur Fleming. Super Rights Today. There you go. All right. And so, uh, I'm so busy behind wonderful. the camera. I can't, I can't see. Oh, yeah. And so, and then Ed Gray. Uh, and then, of course, what we do uh, on Marvelous Mondays. So, we need to continue to replay those and replay those, replay those. There's a lady that's running for city, uh, commissioner of Fort Worth, and she listened to a 15-minute podcast that we had about voters rights, and she said, I learned so much in 15 minutes that I didn't have a clue about. Now, she's running for commission. Oh, wow. See, now I'm troubled by that. I'm really troubled Mm -hmm. by that because here's what what we have to have. We have to make sure that the people who are running for these positions knows what's going on 
in in their in particular in their area, but certainly anything in relationship to voters' rights and voting. We got to be keeping up with what is going on in Washington D.C. You heard Mr. Arthur say early on the John Lewis Voters' Rights Bill Act has not even been passed yet. So I mean, no. who in this country don't keep up with that? That affects us every 25 years. Voting affects black people. <laughs> We got to keep up with what, and so we got to do a better job in educating people and getting people a little bit more involved in what is going on around them. And it goes right back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago. So go ahead, Ms. Right. And black folks, we need to go ahead and assume the mantle and understand that we are we are the beacon of freedom in America. We are the last line. If 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 you know whatever freedoms we don't whatever freedoms we lack, America you lack them too. If we don't have them, you don't have them. If we get them, you get them. That's the way it works. That's the I mean. So so that's why we're that's why we are attacked that's like that. Uh huh. Yeah. But so 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 yeah, because like you know they need to get hold of us so they can get hold of everybody else. So we just need to understand our power and just you know and just keep moving it. What I like about the march on uh, adding uh, Pettit's Bridge, that should be the John Lewis Bridge, uh, was the fact that you, you had the rabbis there. Uh, you had folks in the Catholic Church there. You had black, white, and So I, I'm a one-up you, uh, but uh, this is not just about blacks and African-Americans doing This is about all folks because democracy is at risk here. This is for everyone. I had a lady when we were touring Central uh, Texas, and she said, well, you talked about uh, voter suppression and you talked about uh, pre-K and you talked about uh, uh, women's rights. Said, Don't forget about Anglo. Well, hold on a second. When I'm talking about women's rights, that's all women because the women have the right to choose what they do and govern their own body. That's Anglo also. So we, we can't separate the, the, the fight because the fight is for every living, breathing creature uh, that we call well, human well, beings. Well, well, Pastor Cooper, Mr. Arthur did say, he did say, Whatever rights that we get, everybody else right. gets those rights. Everybody else gets my point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 my point is, let me make my point a little bit more clear. What, what I'm saying is, is that, is that uh, start from the beginning, wherever you want to, we have been right. that, that line, the demarcation line, uh, as far as like freedom right. in America. We, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just what, I mean, it's what it is. Now, yeah, everybody, see, most of the folks you're talking about, they think they already got freedom like that, but it's a privilege that they have. But they think it's freedom, but it's freedom for them because you know, hey, because I me, mean, you're trying to get it. All I'm saying is, America will be truly great when you and I can enjoy, uh, you know, those kinds of uh, freedoms, and not be a burden on anybody. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, I want that black woman nominated to the Supreme Court, and I don't care which one, just as long as it's a qualified one of those highly qualified. And 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 let me just mention this: there, uh, even though I think. Uh, I think uh, uh, Judge J. Michael uh, J. Michelle Childs graduated from from uh, 
university in uh, South Carolina, right, because she's a South Carolinian. But there's plenty of them that also went to some of those top Ivy League schools such as Yale and Harvard and mm-hmm. and whomever else that you want to to talk about. As, as a matter of fact, I think right. Judge Jackson, I think she went to either Yale or Harvard. So but of many of them went to those uh, top Ivy League schools. Does not mean mm-hmm. that that uh, the one in South Carolina is not a top draw school uh, because they teach basically the same stuff, don't they? Uh, in law school, basically. Except, you know, every state has its own law, so you got to teach your state law, but then also you got to teach federal law, right? And every school's just like mm-hmm. it's just like in in uh, when you go to nursing school and you go to medical school. Ninety-eight point six is a uh, is a normal temp in anybody mm-hmm. in the, in America, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's right. It, right. Preach, preach, sister, preach, preach. All right, all right. That's what I'm talking about. No, but that's the point. It's like Lamar University, I tell people all the time. You know, some people shame their their community college or university. And Lamar started off as Lamar Tech, and people were dying to go there. And my wife's uncle. Randolph was one of the first 13 students uh, to attend and, and, and tried to integrate it at South Park and, and was uh, kicked out the first 13. So now that's now Lamar University. Now, I tell people all the time, it's, it's a lot easier to get in compared to Harvard and Yale and all this stuff. But let me tell you something. Right. Their graduation rate is low because they have PhDs that have been tenured, been there 40 years, and you come in their class, they know your middle name, your Social Security, uh, how much gum you have underneath your, uh, your desk, and, and it is hard to get out. I'm telling you, it's, it's hard to get out. And you have to know, I want to hire everyone that graduated, especially if you're African-American, because they try to flunk you out, uh, that has a degree from Lamar University. I'm just telling you. I want to hire them. Well, I, I, well I, let me tell you this. I, my undergraduate is from Texas Women's University, and let me tell you what, you had to stay. I, I did not become a member of the sorority while I was at Texas Women's University because there was no time. Listen, I had to hustle day and night and night and day Thank because you. that chemistry and that anatomy and physiology and all of those sciences and math got my attention, right? But I came out of there with a top, top piece of paper. Well, I went to A&M Commerce. I went to A&M Commerce, and what was ETSU right. then? And I like to tell people right. I earned every D I got. Well, well I, 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 I want to I, I, I hire you. I want to hire you. speak up for the HBCUs. There you go, Texas President. Go ahead. See, when, when we talk about when we talk about educating a black person, there's no one can educate a black person more than a black person. Like a black person. See, see, when, when I said earlier, when I when I when I said earlier, seventy percent of the professional blacks a couple of years ago graduated from HBCUs. Yes, I know for a right. long time the the, the the big corporation they fought their way to Preview mm-hmm. and AT and I engineering program. Uh, and I said when I speak about, uh, of course, my alum, I'm, I'm a Texas Southern Pharmacist School. You know, we yeah, had sir. the professors there that uh, that you know organic chemistry. They 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 held their grounds, and that graduates 
Yeah, you can just Thurgood Law School down. Those graduates can hold their ground with anyone. See, and I tell you, <laughs> I know those in the, the our best teachers in public schools were those black teachers that were moved out of education early on. And so, and that's the problem we have in education. So those, and I tell you, when that, that threat on HBCUs, there's a reason why that's there. Because, you know, they know what those HBCUs, once they get focused on what their purpose are, no one can educate a black person better than HBCU can because they understand, the, they understand the students. So that, yeah, that's why, that's why we, that's why when you look and understand why they threaten those schools, because they know the potential of those schools, what they can do with those students that come out of those schools. One hundred, one hundred. Well, I, I just, I just sent you guys some information, and that little girl right there that I just sent to you guys on Wednesday morning will be doing her signing, and this is what she said: seventeen years old, graduating from from Red Oak High School. She, you all know, I talked about my granddaughter Mizani, and um, uh, Mizani Naya, named after my great grandmother. And so she um, she will be doing her signing. At, uh, Dr. Hadney, you'll be proud to hear this because she says, I've, I've, I've spent all my life going to private schools and then predominantly Caucasian schools where it was only a little handful of, of blacks at that school, Red Oak High School. Uh, she was the captain of the volleyball team. And she's got her, wow. I think her GPA is something like 3.7 or so. And so she wow. had offers in all these other schools. And she says, I want to go to an historical black college. She was looking at, she's Love accepted it. into a Prairie View Engineering Program. And, wow. And so she's going to, and she was, the, she was the captain of the volleyball team. She came in in the ninth grade. And after they saw her play, she played in City League. When she got to the ninth grade at Red Oak High School, uh, they saw her potentials, and she became the captain, and she was the captain all the way uh, through her senior year. She graduates in May, and on Wednesday morning, we will be at Red Oak High School for her signing. Prayer View will be there to sign her up, and let me tell you this. So she came. She came in later. She decided, okay, you know, I really don't want to go all the way away uh, from my parents. She was looking at Howard. She was looking at Tennessee State because my my national international president of AKA is the president of uh, Tennessee State. So I talked to them, and they said, oh, yeah, we can get her in here. And so then she decided she wanted to go closer to home. And so, uh, so, so that she can go home, come home when she gets. So she decided on Prayer View because they have an amazing, amazing engineering program down there, as you all know, amazing yes. uh, nurse nursing program down there. Yes. So Wednesday morning we will be in Dallas, Texas, uh, to be standing behind her while she signs. While Prayer View comes and signs her in, and she she will have a seat at the table on the volleyball team. And and when they first looked at her, they was watching her and where she was playing and all that, and they said, we'd like to have her, but we don't have a seat. Well, how about they made a seat for her after they saw all the scrimmages and all of the, the, how she's won games at Red Oak High School and in City League. So that's my little girl. She'll be going to Mm. NAMM University. That's That's your grandbaby? That's my grandbaby. Wow. She has that's your awesome. eyes. I love it. Wait a minute. See, that's, that's my mini me. 
<laughs> that, is that, is that is definitely your mini you. <laughs> yes, yes. so I wanted to share that with you guys. It's an incredible school. Matter of fact, I visited there because I, I too, have been to those schools, white schools and this school and integrated. Right. I said, I want to go to the HBCU because I thought graduation TSU. Yeah. And so I visited. I was going to get my Ph.D. in psychology because I had the master's. Let me tell you, right. they told me, and the reason why I decided to go with the Ph.D. in education and do it online because I don't have time, but they were going to bring right. me back to my bachelor's and said, we didn't train you in psychology, so your master's you have, good job, way to go. But when you complete your Ph.D. in psychology at Prairie View A&M, you will have a master's slash Ph.D. I said, well, I want to talk to you all later. <laughs> That's what they see. They're they doing do those duels play. now. They were not doing those duels when I was in school. I had to go one step, and Doctor Hackman, I had to do one step at a time. When, but yeah, now I know. it's yeah. so much. I like the way they're do. I mean, they're using yes. your experience and your educational experience yes. and your background yes. on the work in the workforce and all of that. Education has changed, and it should change. It should. So, Absolutely. So it's, oh, yeah. I'm actually a question about the. About the med school, there is a report about the increased number of blacks in medical schools. I think if the schools yes, might have been up north, that that that, yes, that, is, that is see when that's we try to change the disparity, changing in healthcare, that's what we yes. have to do. So so that's all exactly. we need to look at that, and that is that's awesome that that's happening because we yes. need. That's why I think we win the fight, Shirley. Shirley, yes. that's why I I'm think sorry. we win the fight. That's why I think we, we, think win, we win in the fight. That's what I'm talking about. All right. That's, why, that's right. what I'm talking about. We win it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we no, we no, win no. it. <laughs> well, remember, remember the octopus, and there's more than one that's part of that fight. That's, that's right. So we win in that give healthcare you, part give, of that fight. Get right. Give an example. There, <laughs> someone gave they gave Texas a ten million dollars to increase the number of primary care docs in Texas, because we know right. that's a drastic number. And so yeah. they, so one of my solutions is that why don't you go to these uh, like Howard and um, Meher and all those those kids who graduate from medical school with all these enormous medical uh, um, loans, let them pay those loans off by come practicing in rural East Texas for a couple of years, and you can do, do the same it. thing. I mean, they, do it. So if, you, if you come to rural they'll do it. They'll drop that. They'll drop that student loan like a hot potato. If you if you come to rural east rural rural communities anywhere in the country, mm-hmm. yeah 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 yes they need bad need bad yeah need bad. well you know uh, Dr. Hagman you like this it says that the reason for the increase is called for uh, students going to medical school is called uh, the Fauci effect now I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> maybe they want to go. Maybe they want to go into infectious disease. But you know, there's a there's a young lady who helped at Moderna, African American, helped create. Oh, you better uh, know. Moderna. You better know it. You better, uh, Dr. Corbett. Dr. Corbett. Yep. We, 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 when, so, when, when it first when it first started, we she was on she was on our Zoom with us with Dr. Fossey. And, and and when when I hear uh, uh, black folks say, uh, I'm not taking, quote, unquote, I'm not taking the white man's vaccine, and I say, you don't even know who made that vaccine, do you? I can tell you don't by that statement 
the stupid statement that you just made. And I say, let me tell you, go go read about Kismic, Dr. Kismic Corbett, and then you come back and tell me who she is. She made the Moderna, but many people don't know that. Many of our people exactly. that look like me don't know that. Well, that's our history, baby. That's our history. We've done so many great yes, things sir. that nobody just yes, don't sir. know about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're right. Okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Let's 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 talk what? about uh, Ted Cruz. First. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doctor. Go ahead. No, go I ahead. mean, that go was Doctor Pastor Cooper. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. What? Well, uh, I was just saying we were still on, uh, on uh, uh, the increase in medical uh, doctor society. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it let's says, talk more about that then. Well, well, as you said, the, the reason for it is because the COVID and the pandi- pandemic brought out more renewed attention to inequity in the, in mm-hmm. the delivery of health care uh, ha- has also played a role in African-American communities. So, therefore, it's bringing more attention to the inequ- inequities. So that mm-hmm. was just something mm-hmm. I was reading there. That that makes more sense. Hey, Mike, you know what that reminds me of? Hey, Mike, you know what that reminds me of? You know, like back in World War II, and, and really some other war, same thing. They held us out until the last minute. And, and, when, yeah. and when stuff got desperate, then all of a sudden they started, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah come on through. We need you to touch the Arab, and we need you, you know, da 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 second airborne or whatever. So I'm just saying that, you know, so, you know, we're one of the moments right now where it's, where it's actually all, all hands on deck. And some folks right. actually mm-hmm. know that. And so mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. it's, it's surprise. we make a lot more progress, like, you know, well, uh, well, that's you know we, some other stuff break open, but we got to keep pushing. Well, that's what we can, when we take the leadership and stop and get at the table, we can be part of that. Uh, like I told the Democratic Party over here this past weekend, you all need to come and visit our vaccination sites, you know, and we had a young lady, Regina came Saturday over in Longview. I said, everyone, our vaccination sites, we're sitting up through East Texas. We never have a candidate come and see what's going on. And so I said, I'm telling everybody, every uh, vaccination site we have in the future, I want somebody from the Democratic Party or somebody want to run for office to come and see what's going on at that site. For, for example, like Longview, we all that expertise was in that church, in that neighborhood, that that, that that the Democratic Commission, all those guys need to know about that because we're developing a relationship with a, with a why somebody should vote for you. Well, so I, you I need tell to you what, Dr. Hadley, if they know about it, I guarantee you they'll be there because they want to go wherever they can find. Let let Doctor let Pastor Cooper know about it and, and tell me won't he try oh, to yeah. be there. But first of all, I, I have <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, I, I think Dr. Cooper. They may not know. I, I thank Pastor Cooper for those re, those two referrals you gave me down there, and uh, when I called yeah. you about there, they were excellent gentlemen yeah. who you said knew everything. He said he's involved in everything. He worked with you. He gave me two names, and one of those names he yep. gave me the discussion of broadband. I'm gonna just throw this in. Uh, yep. We're right. actually going to set up a broadband technician program. Uh, throughout Northeast Texas, these already the course is already set up. We meet in Jacksonville yep. and Crockett. We're working and we just saw the day that, and so thank you for that referral. But we're coming in there with sure. a church hub and that whole area down there uh, to uh, put that in there. But yeah, we're going to announce all the list of all our sites. 
And what Dr. Hackett, I would like, I would like to do. Okay, go ahead, Pastor Cooper. I was just saying, uh, we had two weeks of drive-through testing, and, and it dropped off because our area is not as hot anymore. But at my church, we're right. in the avenues. That's that's where the African American and Hispanic communities are right now, and mostly uh, Hispanic now. And so uh, we're getting closer down. I think it's this last weekend. Uh, but we went two weeks straight when it was real hot and uh, free testing. Uh, we partnered with some folks out of Houston there, and so that that's what it takes. But yeah, absolutely. I, I leave my own location to come and bring attention to your, your location. But we're out here, we have, again, boots on the ground. We're doing the work. And, and it's like when people start talking about, well, when so-and-so candidate, uh, they had to freeze, they were bringing the water out. I said, wait, hold on. I, I, that's all I've been doing all my life. If you've been in a black church, this is what we do. It, it takes a mm-hmm. village. It, it's, it's what we yeah. do. And we don't have a camera rolling when we do it. Uh, we, exactly. we take care of right, one another. Right, You're doing it because you really want to want to do it. Mm-hmm. But, guys, that, that's where I I, I want to mention this really quickly uh, before we go because it's at 9:59 right now, and our time is going to be up. We're going to bring Miss Rihanna back in, but but Pastor Cooper, not Pastor Cooper, Dr. Hagney, I want to connect you up with uh, with football player, former uh, NFL football player Gary Baxter, who has uh, millions and millions of dollars that they're bringing in broadband. They're putting because we don't want we don't want wiring on top of the ground. We want people to go underground with that broadband mm-hmm. uh, because you don't have to worry about uh, poles coming down because of bad weather or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. so they've already presented their program to us here in Tyler, Texas. And let me tell you what, they're not asking for any dimes from anybody. Uh, they got all the money to put all the pipes and everything mm-hmm. underground, and I will connect you, you with know, it. Listen, this has been a great you know, yeah. I'm sorry. Do that because, because you know the problem. Yeah. You know the problem they're gonna run into. What problem? The problem they're gonna run into. They're the the, the business of there. The problem they're gonna run into are the technicians to do the work. Oh, they got all See, of that. that comment. They got. They yeah. got it. I'm gonna tell you. They've well, already they presented it to the. They presented it. No well, well, that's Not why people approach no, no. us. Well, there are, there are people who approach us to do this because they're having problems with that. But, uh, but, so but, we're talking, but we're talking East Texas. We got to move out of East Texas to go into other areas. Of, and these guys don't come from East Texas. They want they bringing it in. They yeah, have access to these systems. I need, I need, yeah, I need to. 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 I to. I need 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 to. I on Marvelous Monday. Thank you so very much, and we'll see you and look forward to next week. Remember, today was the last day for uh, to register people to vote. And remember, early voting begins uh, February the 14th on Love Day. What a great day to go to the polls and vote, and vote for uh, all of these great candidates where we know that uh, Pastor Cooper is running for governor for the state of Texas. One of the best candidates that you could ever ask for. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Rihanna. And you can play our theme song, and we'll see you on next week. Bye for now. Be safe out there. COVID still Bye, exists Rihanna. in Bye. this country. Good night, Rihanna. Good night. Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, 
the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, 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 glory. Now the war. Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be ours Thank you for listening. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.